Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Father God, we thank you once again. We're here, Father, to receive instruction from you, from your Word. We demand that this word will be effectual in our lives. To produce transformation, healing, revival, O oh Lord, to every bit of our soul. As we look into the perfect word of liberty this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. Alright, I want to start another series with us and I call this According to Your Faith. <clears throat> Excuse me. According to Your Faith. That's what we're dealing with. According to your faith. And this is going to be part number one. This subject of faith is something that uh, I think is important. We also try to remind ourselves of it. Often and often again. As the case may be. Because we, we can really not do without faith. When it comes to living. When it comes to pleasing God. When it comes to. Even declaring what we believe and how we ought to be working with the Father. Faith is so vitally important. And so in Hebrew 11 verse number 6, and the Bible says, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. That's to please God now. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is. And that is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He that cometh to God must first believe. Hallelujah. So you find out belief is synonymous to your faith. He that comes to God must first believe that he exists. And that is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And this is very important. So. We want to continue, I mean, we want to start with this, and take a few sections on this, and understand what God is talking about when we talk about the issue of faith. Uh, I know, I mean, this is, we have what you call faith movement, all of those things. What's wrong with that? And it's also good. Uh, but part of the things I'm going to be sharing may not align with what people call faith movement. I really want to bring you the reality of what we should be walking in. Praise the living God. Uh, because sometimes we begin to see whether we have faith, sometimes we begin to feel whether, and even this scripture talks about great faith, God was strong faith. You understand that? Right. What are the reasons for all of these things? Why is the scripture kind of, you know, breaking it down, strength faith, uh, whatever the case may be. Now, the word faith in the Greek here is pistis, which means persuasion. That is credence, moral conviction of a religious truth or the truthfulness of God or a religious teacher. So you can have faith in Christ or as it were was a religious teacher. Especially reliance upon Christ for salvation. That's what we're talking about faith. So you find that faith is not necessarily what you have just for material things. Sometimes people tell you maybe you are not as prosperous as you ought to be because you don't have faith. That is not true. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
faith definitely delivers to us, but the primary thing that faith really uh, does for you is to enable you believe that Christ is ultimately the source of salvation. Once you trust in Him in that dimension, every other thing, again, like the scripture says, we word, add it. You understand, there was a time in this country we have what they call the faith movement, and then uh, what, what happens? You know, they take, I remember when I went to, uh, to Kenya around 2008, and what, what, are you from Nigeria? I said, yes, man, your people are giving us problems here. I said, what is that supposed to mean? They said, well, they have this group of people, I don't want to mention them, they have this olive oil, they can go to your car, and the poor olive oil eat, and begin to pray, you know, they are claiming it by faith. And so, you see in offices, you see cars that alarms, alarms begin to go off. When they come down, what is going on with the cars? Somebody is there praying. They are claiming it by faith. They are claiming this kind of car by faith. That is not the faith that the Bible talks about. Hallelujah. I don't know if I get what I'm talking about. Here the Bible tells us that one of the, the, the persuasion, the conviction that Jesus is Christ is the primary thing that faith comes with. How do you come to that Conviction. I told us here a story some time ago. When I finally came to the Lord, for almost about six months or so, I was having this, what do I call it now? Do I use the word doubt? But this debate in my mind, did Jesus really live? I mean, is this not another story? That was really the Bible. You understand what I'm saying? I was reading the Bible, but I was just imagining. I was not there 2,000 years ago. They said one man live and it's called Jesus. And then he died for my sin. This thought was just always there. You may blame me. Why are you thinking that way? Well, some of us are very inquisitive. I mean, we have to have some things to. Perhaps maybe our stomach did the most, maybe. Praise God. But you know what happened? I closed from school one day and I came back home. Then I was teaching. And I was lying down, I meditated, all of a sudden I was in a trance. And what's the next thing that happened? I saw a man walking through what looks like a forest. You know, swamp and valleys and all that. Meandering road and I was carrying a big cross and they were hitting him. And guess what? Anytime they hit this man, the very spot that they hit him on, I'll start feeling the pain there. If they hit him in the hand, I'll be feeling pain in my hand. On the head, I'll be feeling pain in my head. Just like that. And I was watching, taking him up to a high I mean, the hill and it was going up that way. And the next thing, an elderly woman walked from the side of the road and he said, Do you know what? You ought to follow that man to carry that cross and not to doubt it. And I realized I was in a trance. What's the next thing? I started weeping. And then I said, God, forgive me. Now I know you really died. There is that thing that comes. You see, Paul said, Have I not seen Jesus? Are you getting what I'm talking about? There's a personal revelation that comes to you. It persuades you. It gives you the conviction. And that is a thing that keeps you to the point that even when others have fallen out of faith, you can fall out of faith. You are sure of what you believe. That's faith. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. That is the faith that saves you. So that even if, if anything is happening, that's the kind of faith. People like Leah, they've seen some things that men never saw. So that when it was said, renounce your faith, they say, I can't renounce it. Are you getting what I'm talking about? People will be blaming her. You, can, you, you don't blame somebody who is in faith. How many of you understand people were literally being burned on the stake when they were translated the Bible? 
And those who believe, nearly times, you understand that? And they want to kill them and they'll be rejoicing. They set fire on them, burning them, they'll be rejoicing and glorifying God. That's persuasion, that's faith. That thing that holds you as an anchor in your soul. Nothing can take it away. That's the faith I'm talking about. It's not just the faith to possess things. But guess what? You have come to that level. Even the things you're looking for will locate you. Praise the living God. He is the source of all things. Salvation is the word sozo. And he speaks of everything. Your physical head, right to your soul, everything that's involved. Your healing is all included in the word salvation. The Greek word is sozo. Praise the living God. Alright. So, here we say faith means persuasion. It means that absolute conviction. And, and I'm going to make you see how perhaps you can get faith as well. Praise the living God. Let's read it from the message translation. Hebrews 6 verse number 6. I love the definition of the word faith. Pistol. That persuasion. That, that, that divine persuasion that walks onto your spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hebrews 6. I mean 11 verse 6. Message translation. It's impossible to please God apart from faith. That is, without faith, you can please Him. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must well believe both that He exists and that He cares enough to respond to those who seek Him. You must first believe that. Hallelujah. So, if you're talking about supply, you must first believe that a God you come into can supply all your need according to his riches in Christ's glory. You must first believe that. Are you done with me? Yeah. You first believe in that factor before you approach God. That conviction is what enables the things you are looking for to come your way. You must first come to that conclusion. God exists and know he's alive. You see, when David said, I know my Redeemer live it. It's not something you just quote. Something happened to David. He got through all of the trials, all of the processes, if you will, of Saul. He got through all of the things that Absalom did. All of those things. And he came to the conclusion, I know my Redeemer live it. And it's not something you just speak and quote. You have to come to that absolute conviction. When you are saying it, you are saying it on the fact that you've gone through so many things and yet God was faithful. He delivered you. He's still keeping you and he's taking you on. That's faith. Praise God. Faith is not something that when you just go on and then tomorrow you change your language because certain things are not in place. No, you don't have faith. (laughs) When you start fluctuating because things are hard. You've not gotten what you are. I mean, should we continue to serve God? Is this possible to... I mean, you, you, when you start doubting, you don't have faith. Amen? Praise the living God. So David will say, my Redeemer live it. I know it. When he said, I know, I am convinced. No matter what. Even if I go through the fire, he is there. I go through the valley, he is there. I go through the sea, the Lord is there. I know my Redeemer live it. What they are saying is, no matter what's going to happen, I know I shall be set free. Because I know him. It is impossible. What is that trying to say? When that kind of conviction is there, God does the impossibles for you. Oh, glory to God. When he says it is impossible, it is impossible to please God. Now, if you want, oh, glory to God. Remember, we are made to understand that certain people in the scripture, they please the Father. 
Is that okay? Amen. It's impossible to please God without faith. Now, God looks at your heart and see how you responding towards him. So it's like saying, do you really have faith? Do you believe I can bless you? Do you believe I can reward you? Do you believe that your services are not in vain? Do you believe that serving me is not a waste of time? Without faith, it is impossible to please him. You must first believe that he exists and that he rewards those who come to him. You must first believe that. And that is what draws its attention. That's what pulls it towards you. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And that's what we're going to be dealing with. Let's find out how we truly can please God. Amen? He said, whatever services you are rendering, you render it because of your conviction that the God that I'm serving can reward me. It's not towards man. Are you following what I'm talking about? Yes, you've come to that conclusion. I'm doing this because I know my God will reward me. It's a faithful God. I know God is faithful. I know he will reward me. I mean, it's not about what somebody says. It's not about what the church is talking about. It's your personal conviction and relationship and knowing who he is. You must first know that he exists, that he's living, he's alive, and that he rewards those who do what? Who come to him. Who seek him. He rewards them. Praise the living God. All right. Let me take a little story. In the book of Matthew chapter 8, verse number 5. You know the story of the centurion. I want to show you something here. For I go to look chapter, I mean Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. And when Jesus was entered to Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion besieging him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but seek, speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. <laughs> For I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he, be, and he goeth, and to another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found such world a great faith. No, not in Israel. He qualified the faith of this man to be a great faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, he just simply says, speak the word. Now I want you to see something there. He was a centurion. That means he was in charge of several armies. It's like a commander of a battalion. Simple. And he simply said, I speak to anyone in my battalion, do this and they do it. You know what he's trying to say? I know you have authority. Hallelujah. Remember what we're talking about. He that comes to God must first believe that what? He is. So now I know you have authority. Because with me as a natural man, people obey me. I recognize that you have authority. And whatever thing you say will happen. Just speak, don't come to my house. Praise the living God. You see the level of faith? 
And guess what? If you check the scripture, all the people, oh help me Jesus, all the people that Jesus referred to their faith as great faith, they were all Gentiles. They were all Gentiles. By implication, they were like people who have not even, they don't have the Bible, in quotes. They never have the Bible, but they have conviction. For those who even have the Bible, the sick will not be like Jesus, the Son of God. Those who have the scroll, those who have the scriptures, that they read every Sunday in the synagogue, they still could not believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Yet the scripture will point everything to Jesus. But here is a man who is a Gentile who is not worshiping in the synagogue and yet he has a great faith and know that this man has authority. You just come, help me, just say the word and that's the end of it. Praise the living God. You see, it's so important you come to this realization that the God you have come to seek has the power and the authority to do whatever you ask him to do. You must come to that conclusion. That's a level of faith that God intends his people to exercise. Praise the living God. He said, this man's got a great faith. He doesn't want me to do any magical thing. He doesn't want me to go lay hands. He doesn't want me just speak the word. He sent forth this word and the word healed them. And delivered them from all their sicknesses and afflictions. Praise the living God. You must understand this number one, the fourth degree of humility that this man is having here and acknowledging the necessity of God's mercy. He's a general, he's an army, but he humbled himself. So the first thing you've got to have, when you have your faith in God, you must walk in humility. You must walk in humility. In alignment, in assignment with your faith, with regard with your faith that you have it, you must walk in humility. Glory to God. Are you sitting there with me? Praise the Lord. As powerful as he was, he humbled himself and said, you don't need to bother. Just speak the word and my servant shall be healed. Humility, primary thing that will cause God to exhort you, to magnify you, to glorify you. If I scripture rightly said it, God gives grace to which people to the humble. And that's what this man demonstrated. So when you come to the place of your faith, when you come to the place of exercising that conviction in your heart, you must walk with humility. Praise the living God. Amen? Okay. What he was trying to say is, do I really need you to come to my house when it is you that commanded the light to shine in darkness and the light came forth? What you did in Genesis, you can repeat it now. Praise God, somebody. That's the level of faith. Because he came to the conclusion, you spoke to, when there was darkness, he said, let there be light. Is that not come? Let there be light and there was light. So why do you need to come to my house before you command devils to go? Speak the word. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. I gave you a story of somebody who was going crazy just last two weeks now. I told you. The person called me, fasting through messenger and said, I remember you came to our meeting some time ago in South Africa. This is where I am. This was happening to me. I'm losing my mind. Everywhere I'm confused. I just took the phone and speak a few words into the voice more. 
and sent to him and said, just listen to this. And that was all. The next day, he just called back to me and said, I am fine. If I had a wife, that was the first friend that started calling. Say, I am completely fine. And now I'm witnessing to people. I'm telling them how powerful God is. Just voice. That's faith. Now, like we read before, faith is that persuasion, that conviction towards a religious teacher. Like first of all, primarily Christ. Now he believes that Christ can speak through me. That was faith. That conviction is what delivered him. I didn't have to go to South Africa to lay hands on him. I don't know if you're getting this. So, this centurion is saying, you who commanded light to shine in darkness, you can do the same thing. You don't need to come. Remember, it is impossible to please God without faith. And when you come to him, you must believe that what? He exists. And he said, rewarder of them that do what? Diligently seek him. That conviction that this man is alive and that he can do anything that I'm asking him to do, that is what produces life and result in your life. Praise the living God. So Jesus spoke the word and then the servant was healed. The same authority that he had in speaking in Genesis 1 is the same authority still alive. That's what I say. Use the same power you use in creating to relieve this one. It's a simple thing. This man believed. And that's why I call him a great faith. He has great faith. Praise the living God. Are you still here? Go with me to Matthew chapter 9 verse number 18. Mm. Matthew 9 verse 18. While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead. But come and lay thy hands upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman. Now you begin to get the story. There is this one that's saying, Come. And Jesus was coming. And there's something very special about this Jesus here that I also want to point out. You invite him, he will come. Praise God, somebody. When the centurion invited him, he wanted to go. Yes, I will come. That's what he says. So there is no time you're going to seek him that he will not answer you. There is no time you call upon him that he will not come to you. Call upon him, he will come to you. Did you get that there? Centurion said, Come. He said, I am coming. He said, No, don't bother to come. And this other man said, My servant is, okay, let's go. And they started going. And there's another story here. Verse 20. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and tore the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be what whole. I just wanted to catch the word within. She said within herself, Persuasion. Conviction. Did you get that? The faith was within her. In her thoughts. In her mind. She concluded it. Without consulting anybody. She concluded it. Without waiting for a sermon. Mm-mm. Is anybody going to know what I'm saying here? She concluded it without going to church for anything. I know if only I can touch. That's all. Within herself. That tells you how much power you carry within you that manifests through your thoughts. How did the prodigal son get back home? She went, he went back home by faith, if I may use the word. 
Because he said within himself. Is that okay? I can't continue this way. I must go back to my father's house who everything. And he was going back. And God is watching. Remember, you can't please him without faith. The father was watching. Faith was walking. The boy was coming back home. When he came back home, he never narrated or began to explain. Oh, I gave you this, you wasted it. I gave you this, you wasted that. I gave you this. No, 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 no. As he came back by faith, you just come to him the way you are. Once you have the conviction that he exists, and he said, reward of them that diligently seek him. So this woman will not want to wait for anybody. I know if only I can touch him, this issue will be over. Remember, we're talking about those who seek him. So she went out to seek Jesus. And how was he going to do that? Not by crying, not by noise making. She just secretly went there, touched Jesus, and everything that was the end of it. Praise the living God, somebody. Come on, are we together here? I mean, there's a part of it. This is the kind of it. So you see this woman, she had so much tremendous faith. And she got her healed because faith worked out. She lived on faith by simple persuasion, that conviction within her. I mean, what are you convinced about as to what God can do for you? Do you have a conviction? Do you have, I mean, have you come to a conclusion and say, I know only God can solve this problem and I'm going to seek his faith to have it solved. Have you come to that? Praise the living God. Are you listening to me? It's not about... Now, I keep on telling you, I'm not against prophets, but it's not about you going to that produces results. Is that okay? I'm going to share something with you. You see, deliverance is not freedom. That is why people keep on going to deliverance. Discover that the same people that go for one deliverance, they still go for another deliverance. Deliverance is not freedom. Freedom is when you have come to fully realize who God is. And I will show you when time comes. How many of you understand that even though Israel was delivered, but yet in the wilderness, they were rebelling against God. They were still doing so many things. And the Bible says, several times they delivered them, but they go back. They were not free even though they experienced deliverance. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Are we still here? Okay. Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. Let's take another story. I'm trying to give you some story of some people that walked with faith. That walked with faith. So that you will pick up from where you are and start living by faith and start walking by faith. Glory to God. Uh, I want to believe that by the time we are done with this series, <laughs> you're going to be a giant in the spirit. Glory to God. You get things done because you're going to be moving by faith. And make it to understand that wherever you are, whatever you are doing, you can call upon him and he will respond to you. You just have your faith in place. Things you're asking for will locate you. Praise God. Mighty 9 verse 27. And when Jesus departed things, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Anytime I read this story, I begin to wonder, how were they following him? I hear they were blind. That's what they said. You understand that? The blind men were following. Yeah, they were blind. How were they following? Who was leading them? <laughs> this is, there is a place you see in the spirit. There's, you see, they were blind in the midst of blind people, in the midst of blind Israel, but they could see with their spiritual eyes, this is the son of David. That's faith at work. Faith sees what others can't see. 
Are you following this? Glory to God. Verse 28. And when he was come into the house, the blind man came to him. <laughs> blind man walking. <laughs> Glory. I don't know if the house stick. <laughs> but there is something about light that always overshadows darkness. And the Bible says, And Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touch your eyes, say it according to your faith, be it unto you. So your faith determines what you get. It's according to your faith. Not according to my faith. No, no, no. Not according to the pastor's faith. No, no. It's according to your faith. <laughs> Come on, are you seeing that there? That's why even if I pray for you and you don't get result, it's not because I don't have power to pray or whatever the case may be to pray or God doesn't answer prayer, but you don't have faith to receive what you're looking for. Praise God. I mean, did you get the language here? According to your faith, be it unto you. So, whatever, whatever, is according to your faith. How persuaded are you? Now think about it. These men were following Jesus all over the place. Why? They have faith to believe that he can do this. They keep on following until they get into the house and they went in there. Faith will cause you so that you won't think about people. You won't think about what's around you. Faith sometimes makes you act foolishly. They were not even ashamed that they were blind. No, no, no. They were after Jesus. And they were not even worried that somebody was going to tell them not to come in. They went in. What was working? Faith was pursuing them. Faith was driving them. Faith was leading them. And Jesus said, according to your faith, be it done unto you. Hallelujah. Are you having any issue right now? According to your faith, is what I'm speaking, it shall be done. In the name of Jesus Christ. It's according to your level of faith. When your faith begins to build up for what you're looking for. When your faith begins to stand up for what you want. And you know that God exists. I mean, it's going to be delivered to you. Praise God. Mm. Let's read it from the message translation. Just verse 29. Matthew 9 verse 29. He told your eyes and said, Become what you believe. Praise God. <laughs> oh, can you see that? Become what you believe. And that's the simple truth. And that's faith. <laughs> faith is becoming what you believe. Faith is becoming what you trust God for. That is to say, whatever you are believing God for will be delivered to you. Become what you believe. Faith. Oh, glory. Are you see that? You see, your little faith in Christ makes things powerful. That's why I say it's impossible to please God. Your little faith in Christ produces things that are enigma mighty things you become what you believe 
And that's faith. So what are you believing for? Because you see, your need is not my need. Your issue is not my issue. So it has to be according to your faith. What are you believing God for? What are you trusting God for? Do you believe he exists? Then name it. Praise the living God. What did the Bible say there? Become what you believe. Hallelujah. And I'm going to make you see sometime how you'll be able to catch up with these things. I'll make you see that. So, like I said, by faith in Jesus Christ, little things can become very powerful, very enigmatic, just because you trust in Him. Now, if it's according to your faith, then what is your faith? How do you develop faith? I just want us to think about that. If it's according to your faith, the question is, what is your faith? And how do you develop faith? But we already know. You become what you believe. Amen? By implication, you can't develop or make progress beyond the level of and the amount of faith that you have. It's not possible. Because you become what you believe. And that is to say, you can't be anything better than what you believe. Are you catching up with me here? Right. Your faith determines your level in life. Your faith determines your level of life. Your faith determines. Come on. Are you catching up with me here? I need you to get it. Because according to your faith. So what is your faith? Your faith determines who you are, where you are going to be, whatever will become of you. Your faith determines that. Not man. No power does. Mm. I see it that not even the devil can stop you when you have faith. Are you listening to me? The devil does not have the power to stop you if you have the faith, the conviction of who you want to become. The devil can't stop you. He can't. And that makes you, when you are praying, you pray with conviction. You pray with the understanding of faith that you are becoming who you are supposed to be based on what you believe. Are you seeing that? It's according to your faith. That means I can't determine who you should become. You determine who you want to become. For you become what you believe. Oh, come on. Are you still following this? I want you to catch it because it's very important. Very important. Very important. You see, when I left school, secondary school in those days, the boy just contacted me a few days ago. I was, when I was in John Kramer teaching, here was this guy that came in and I saw him dressed in red and all of that. I called him Tony, what's going on? He said, I'm the priest of the devil. The prince of devils. I said, what do you mean? He said, I'm the prince of devils. That people consult me. You get what I'm talking about now. Now he has a conviction that he wants to serve the devil and people will come to him. And people were actually, in fact, taking him from Delta State then to River State is what I'm talking about. People called for him. 
Because of what you believe that he is. I can't even turn it and say, no, sir. It's not just not, not just turn it. And the prince of the devil. You see what I'm saying? It's a belief system. You become what you believe. And it was earlier a prince of the devil, but praise God. Now he's no longer a prince of the devil, he's a child of God. So what made you become a child of God again? Believe. You believe to be a devil, you become a devil. You believe to be a child of God, you come back, God receives you. Believe. Hallelujah. Come on, are you following what I'm saying here? You see, I don't blame people who say, confess it and you possess it. But it's not enough to confess. You must believe what you're confessing. That you possess what you have. Are you there with me? Praise God. I used to give you a story concerning this piece of land. You remember that? Anytime I get to the office, I will look at the land and I say, I'm going to possess you. You belong to me. I was doing that for almost about two, three months. I will climb up there when I, I just open the window and say, this land, you belong to me. This is our land. Nobody's going to have that. Then was, you know what it was before. But I was speaking. And one night, the Lord woke me up and said, do you really want the land? That was the question I got. I said, yes, I need the land. He said, go and meet the chief of the community. Tell them you want the land. That's how we got this land. I went to them and said, do you really want the land? That's the same question. I said, yes, I want the land. It's okay. Go and survey it or bring the survey plan. That's how we got that land. You, you see, you have to have that conviction. I want this too much and it will come. So it's not a matter of just confessing. You can confess with your mouth and your heart is far away from your confession. You can't get it. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. It's not something you just say like that, I mean, repeatedly without a conviction. There have to be the persuasion. In fact, the eyes of faith says it is done. When I was making that confession, I had my conviction. This land, no man is going to get it. We're going to have it. And yet we have it. Praise the living God. Very soon I'll give you another story again. Concerning land right here. Because my conviction is still there. To possess. Can I hear any man to that? I, I want your heart to be strong in what you're looking for. You see it, you believe it, you speak to God about it, it will be delivered to you. You become what you believe. How do you become what you believe? Romans 10 verse number 7. The channel to which you can build up your faith. (laughs) The channel to which you can build up your faith. Romans chapter 10 verse number 17. Verse 17. Praise God. So then, faith cometh. That's a walk towards you. Glory to God. So it's like you are calling faith. Faith come. Faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. The beginning of that journey into manifesting through faith is how you hear from God. Take it from the message translation. The point is, before you trust, remember you have to trust God, 
You have to first what? Listen. Hmm. But all that Christ's word is preached that is nothing to listen to. Come on. Did you get that? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Said before you trust God, you must first listen. That is the what you have to listen to is the word of God preached, which is the Christ. And what I'm doing now is delivering the message of Jesus to you. But now you have to trust. For you to trust, you have to listen. So you don't take this as just one of those sermons. You see this as something that comes to build up your faith. So that you can become who you are supposed to be. Praise the Lord. So you don't come to church and just put in these two butterflies there like that. No, no, no. You see, that's why Jesus keeps on saying, He that have ears to hear, let them hear. But everybody has his truth in there. Am I right? So it is not this one we are talking about. You need to hear with the spirit of the inner man and come to the place of conviction and persuasion to know that God exists. And they say, the water of them that diligently seek him. You have to have that. How do you come to the place of faith? You must believe the word. The word that he says. Praise God. I mentioned this to you. When we started here. Before I left the village. When I was serving as a vice principal at Atlanta University. The Lord said go to worry. And before he said that. The fellowship I was supposed to be. Remember. I was looking for one of the pastors, one of my very good friends, Pastor Kuyeli. Right at Ugele Day, and here was this lady, just walked to me and said, who are you looking for? I said, I'm looking for Pastor Sondo Kuyeli. said, it's not here. It's in worry, and they are even looking for you there. Okay, it was a dream. The next week was when Esquire came to me and said, he wants me to come and walk here. I was praying, and the Lord told me, go to worry. And the land which you are going to step upon, I give to you for a possession. I had it clearly. And when I came down, when we started having all of those issues, and they said, somebody came to me, they offered us a plot of land out of Subi. And I said, no, God didn't say Usubi. Usubi is an environment to worry. God said, go to worry, not Usubi or Agbaro. He said, go to worry. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I had it clearly and when it gave me the offer, I said, no, that is not it. I even asked the person, what about these fellows? He said, come on, we can get other fellows over there. I said, no, that's not possible. He that is faithful in little shall be faithful in much. Two scriptures there came to me. And not up to a month, this land was made available. And even this land, they were supposed to take it from us by one of the biggest churches in city or in this nation. They came in to offer. At that time, I think we were supposed to pay 1.2. And then the people came to offer 1.3. Then we already paid half. And then they told him, no, no, no. We pay you 1.3. Pay him his money back and give it to us. 
And then the agent came to me and said, this is what is happening. One of the big churches want to take the land from you. That's how I raise money. So I have to mention one of our big brothers here was the one that paid part of the money. I paid the balance of this money at the motor park to secure this place. The good thing I'm saying is this. God said, go to worry and I'm in worry right here. Praise God somebody. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you must develop yourself. Now guess what? If you can't hear directly, read your Bible. And the day you're reading the scripture, because the word, word of God here is the word Rema. When you are reading the Bible, there are certain things that jumps out. They become revelations. I remember when I went to Zora, how this e-ache, it was so terrible. They tried to treat, nothing was going on, nothing was happening. My ear would pain me. I don't know what to do. They prescribed a manner of thing, nothing was going on. So one night, I was just lying down and I said, God, what is this? And he gave me a scripture from the book of Psalm. And he said, and their ears got open. I just opened the place, read it, everything disappeared. That scripture, which was Logos, become what? A Rema. You read the word, there's a place God will touch for your heart and say, take this word. It becomes a personal word to you. That Logos become a Rema. Praise the living God. I'm trying to make you understand what faith works, how faith works. How faith works. And it's important you come to the place of faith to knowing that the God you're serving is not a dead God. And it's not the faith that somebody preaches to you all the time. No. What I'm doing, I just energize you to get back to the word of God so that you can begin to receive instruction from God. And as you receive and walk by those instructions, I bet you, you become who you believe. Praise the living God. Are we still here? I need you to get this clearly. So the point is, before you trust God, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there is nothing to listen to. That also means you must mind the kind of messages you listen to. If you listen to a message that does not carry faith with it, that does not reveal Christ with it, you can't become anything. You can't become anything that you are supposed to be. You must mind what you listen to. You must mind the kind of messages you listen to. Praise the living God. Is anybody understand what I'm saying? I was listening to somebody a few days ago with my wife and asking. This guy was just talking. It's a prophet. Was just talking. No single scripture, no correlation with what the Bible says. In all that he said for almost about 30 minutes plus. And the only thing was, can I prophesy? That's all. He will talk and talk. Can I prophesy? And that's how they all did that for more than 10. How can they have faith? No scripture, no word of God, nothing. But remember, be it to you according to what? Your faith. And for you to have faith, the word of Christ must be what? Preached to you. You must receive it. Time will not permit us today, but we're going to continue. But remember, if you look at Jericho, go and read the whole book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. Read through. All those people called heroes of faith, they walk based on what God told them. Are you there with me? This is very critical. You look at Joshua chapter 6, 
We often think it the wall of Jericho fell down flat. The wall of Jericho came down. How did it happen? God told Joshua. God the priest let her go around the city. And they went around the city for six days. They went around once. On the seventh day, they went around seven times and the wall of Jericho came down. Exact instruction that was given by God. That is faith. The wall didn't come down because they just feel like walking around the city. It was an instruction that was given. Are you listening to me? Faith is based on the word of God. So you take your Bible. Those of you who don't study your word, <laughs> you can't have faith for anything. You can't. Praise God. You see, you, some of you, you don't have questions. You don't ask questions in the spirit. That's why you are where you are. I told you, before I came into ministry and, and, and asked the Lord, as in, I know, I know everybody's called a pastor. Anybody that has the Bible is called a pastor. But I know that there are five ministries in the Bible. Can you be tell me who I am? Not just being a pastor. Can I know who I am? Praise the living God. And I was just kneeling down in the evening. And a hand literally came from the wall with a ball pen. I gave me a scripture. I picked the scripture and was able to know. That was 1990. September. I was able to know exactly who God called me to be. Hallelujah. And I was sharing with Dr. Brown yesterday. The kind of conflict that I'm passing through. As to what to do. Because the truth says I'm not supposed to be a pastor of a local assembly. There are a lot of conflict going on. Last month, I got a call from Lagos and said, The Lord is telling me this concerning my ministry. Three weeks ago, I got a call from Dr. Robert from South Africa. This is what the Lord is telling me about your ministry. I mean, I got a lot of conflict based on what God said to me. Are you following what I'm saying now? We have to walk based on what God says. You are a child of God. You should be able to hear God. And as you hear Him, your faith sparks up. As you read the word, your faith springs forth. Direction about life, direction about business. Your faith springs up. Praise God. We're dealing with faith and I want you to understand what faith is. You can't make others confession without the backings of God's word. Praise God somebody. I'll give you a story here of a brother in Kenya. I, I was in this meeting and we finished the meeting and I was praying for people. And I saw this brother and I said, Brother, come here. You are not doing what God created you for to do. What business do you do? He said, I sell bales. That's second-hand clothes. That's what I sell. I said, but Lord, tell me that's not what you're supposed to do. What were you trained for? You went to school, you said, yes, I'm a graduate. Electrical engineering. I said, that's interesting. Go back to where you were supposed to be. The next two years when I got to South Africa, I mean uh, Kenya, the guy picked me up in his car with his family. He said, Pastor, I want to drop you. I will be the one to carry you to your hotel this evening. And then we entered the car. I said, you know why I did this? You know? See, I know how I struggled. And told the wife, said, this is the man I was telling you about. I know how I struggled all the days of my life. Until you told me that that's not what I'm supposed to do. And I decided to sell off, took the money, opened a little shop. And today, the shop has grown. This car drive a brand new car. We just bought this one. There's another one. And my intention is to have a transport company. So I already have four. I'm waiting to get another three to make it seven. And then I'll register something like Uber in Kenya. 
That was somebody that was struggling with second hand clues. He got one word from God, his life changed. So even in your business, your faith can spark up when you hear a word given to you. Praise the living God. Are you still following what I'm talking about? I want you to come to that place of realization that you can only become who you are supposed to be based on your belief. The key point is what your belief. What do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about your life? What do you believe about your children? What do you believe about your business? Everything you want to become is centered on what belief. And God can help you beyond your belief. God can help you beyond your belief. He can't. Praise God. Let's see, read this from the message translation. I mean, amplify, and I will close from here. Amplify Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Glory to God. So faith comes by hearing what is told. Praise God. And what is heard comes by preaching of the message that came from the lips of of the Christ, the Messiah himself. <laughs> Are you getting that? What is told? What you need to hear? That's where faith comes from. What are you hearing? Who do you listen to? Is my question. <laughs> I mean, is the word being delivered? Is there Christ in it? Is Christ's lips uttering the things? That the message you are listening to are contained. I mean, do you find Christ in those messages? Praise the Lord. All that you hear is about how the devil wants to kill you, how your grandfather wants to kill you, how your grandmama, uh, how when you were a dream, you were, you were in the river, or they saw you traveling with a broomstick. You know what I'm talking about? That's all you ever know. Now, if you keep on hearing that and you believe into that, what is going to happen? You become that. Praise the living God. Because words are life. Jesus said the words that speak to you, they are what? Life and spirit. There's impartation that comes based on the message that you listen to. I have to give credit to a humble man of God called Halloite. In the 80s, when I got these messages, I would listen to this man playing those things with batteries. I would listen to this thing. And I find myself many times I would listen to him. I will be in his conference in Chicago. I'll be in the conference. I'll be listening. I'm listening here. I'm in the message. What happened? The spirit of the message is transferred and moves my spirit into that atmosphere. What was the next thing that happened? Sent a letter and said, David, come to Chicago and preach in my conference. Faith was built based on what I was listening to. And then the result was that I have the entrance to enter Chicago, US. You see people looking for means to go to other countries. But my faith, based on the word I was listening to, opened the door. Are you getting what I'm talking about? And the word is so embedded in my spirit that you can't take me out of the kingdom message. Because the word I believe from the mouth and the very lip of Jesus Christ. 
Praise the living God. Is anybody catching what I'm saying here? I need to come to that place. Friends, listen. Take these messages. Go back and listen to them. You see, the well you drink from matters. The people you listen to matters. The messages you listen to matters. If you are going to grow in faith, you must mind who you listen to. Hallelujah. I give you foundations that will enable you to stand upon to become who you are supposed to be. I see giants in this house in the name of Jesus Christ. I say I see giants in this house in the name of Jesus. You will become who you want to be. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.